Barbershop.talk podcast. Yes, indeed. This is the podcast to talk about issues in your community, issues facing you. You talked about it in the barbershop on Saturday, and we're going to talk about it today on our podcast. Hello, my name is Jay Rye, and I am your host. I am in Out the Way Studio in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I'm joined with my co host, KC. Thank you, Jay Rye. It is a pleasure to co-host Barbershop.talk podcast here in Out the Way Studios. I look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop, as well as the manner in which we discuss them. This would include the gambit from analytical to anecdotal, from critique to humor and fun, all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of Barbershop Talk. All right, all right, all right. You know, I say it every week, Casey. Mm-hmm. That I love it when you say the real flavor of barbershop talk. That's my favorite, my favorite thing that you say. I just like that. You don't right. give it to him straight, no chaser. <laughs> All right, okay, fine, fine, fine. But the reason I like that so much is because he's when he talk about flavor, he's really talking about the environment from the barbershop and trying to bring it on our podcast, and that's what we really like. Uh, we just bring up topics that came up in the shop, and we talk about it today. Now, the topic that happened Saturday was about mothers. Uh, that's my favorite topic. That's my favorite topic. But the thing he was talking about is is the, the coolest rule that your mother had for you when you was growing up. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they got some hard rules now. Yeah, a lot of rules. Yeah. <laughs> I had to filter through a whole bunch of those rules to find out which ones was cool. <laughs> no joke. Some of them wasn't so cool. No, no. <laughs> especially when uh, you better you better beat the streetlights <laughs> home. You better be in this house before the streetlights came on. That, that was not one of the coolest rules for my mother. I can tell you that right now. But, however, uh, I know we talked about this before the, the podcast. Did you happen to write down any or remember any of the coolest rules that your mother had for you? Yeah. Now, actually, so um, I was raised with my mother. And then when I got to high school, I lived with my grandparents. But I mean, I, you know, I'd known them all my life, you know, been around them all my life as well. Oh, I see. So I had several cool rules from my mother and my grandparents. Oh, well, you know, I, you know it's kind of funny. I wonder which one's the coolest. Was it your grandparents or your mother? Well, I guess they all are cool in their own way. Well, I know, I, I know, Casey. I know, I'm, I know you love them mother. both as equals. I'm, I'm gonna start with my mother. So. Well, I, oh, stop, stop, stop! I'm not let. See, I'm not letting Casey get on the hook. I said, <laughs> which one was the coolest? The rules, which is your grandparent or your mother? Now, I know he loved them both, <laughs> but I'm gonna force him to tell us which one was the coolest. Your mother, coolest rule, or your grandparents' coolest rule? Well, my grandfather's. He one of his rules was the coolest, but I don't know that I can discuss that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 okay. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so be it. I'm gonna have you just go with one of those rules. Go with it. All right, I'm gonna start with my mother's rule. So we used to get out of school, uh, you know, for a couple of hours, three hours or so before she got home from work. And so her rule was, you she'd have a list of chores for each one of us to do. We had to complete all those chores and complete all our homework before we could uh, play outside or watch TV or get a snack. And that was, uh, you know, the, the, 
to make sure that she kept us busy most of the time while she was gone. But by the time we got done, she was just about home. Oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. And that, that probably kept us out of a lot of trouble. <laughs> I bet you kept you out of a whole lot of trouble. Uh, I'm going to tell you a rule that my mother had. Mm-hmm. Um, now, and, and you tell me if your mother had something similar, because it was kind of like a common thing in my community. But my mother used to always tell us, if you tell me the truth, you will not get in trouble. Oh, man. Let me tell you something. I call that my grandmother's rule. Oh, really? That is her grandmother's rule. Man, she means it. <laughs> now, here's my grandmother. All right. If she asks you about something she think you did or she know you did, if you lie, you're going to get two butt whoopings. Oh, man. The first one for whatever it is you did. And the second one, which is going to be much more severe for lying. And I've seen it in action. And so I witnessed this several times, people getting double whoopings. So I got caught up in a situation and she asked me about something. I told the truth like it was the gospel. And you know what she said? Well, don't you do that no more, baby. And I didn't get a single whooping. And boy, I was I was convinced from that moment forward. I was convicted. I ain't lying about nothing to my grandmother. Because boy, when she whooped you, you was whooped. Yeah, yeah. Now, now that that I can relate to, because because my mother did. Oops, she did hold that was true. Is that when we told the truth, we did not get in trouble. Uh, but you know what that did, Casey? What was that? That turned my brothers and sisters into some snitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. right. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> Those tattletales. Yeah, yeah, but the one getting snitched on getting the red ass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the biggest snitcher out of my family, it was six of us, was my youngest sister. Oh, yeah? Man, she'd tell on you in a heartbeat. Oh, man. That big tattletale. On stuff that y'all doing together. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then sell you down the river. Yeah, because she was a, a year behind me, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I, I had this fifth grade teacher that I set my sister up for success, I was a goody-goody two-shoe. I did all my homework. Uh, uh, suck up to the teachers and the, and the teacher thought I was great but I was doing it for my sister because my sister was coming up behind me to give her a break mm-hmm. she was the biggest devil in that classroom Oh man! <laughs> the teacher used to call me down and say I want you to tell your mother this and give me the note to mm-hmm. give to my mother but I never gave it to my mother did my sister appreciate that no she was still a big snitch. She oh, was a mama snitch. got all them notes. <laughs> <laughs> and the teacher never followed up on the notes because she just sure that I was going to give it to my mother. Mm-hmm. But anyway, snitches should have got stitches. <laughs> all right, now I'm gonna. Now we played some uh, uh, some videos earlier because this topic was so hot. So listen to listen to a few of uh, the videos. Okay. What was the coolest rule that your parents gave you growing up? Not really a rule, but my mom had this cool thing where if you were like with a friend and they were like, go ask your mom if you could have a sleepover, like go, and you're like too shy. So you like go to your mom with your friend there. I could use the word mother if I didn't want to do it or if like I was uncomfortable, if I didn't want to go to their house or for whatever reason, if I didn't want to go, I could say, mother, can I go to Tiffany's house or mother, can I go for a sleepover and then she would know if I used the word mother I didn't want to go and she would say no I don't think so or make up an excuse and it was the best 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. Have your mother in your little scam. Now, <laughs> you, know? you know what though? That's good for them. Now we didn't need that, right? Okay. Because your mama know you. And so when you ask him to do something, your mama know if you really want to do that or without you tipping her off already. Oh, boy, hell no. Get your ass back here. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Your mother don't have to, at least our mother didn't have yeah. to cover for us. Right. You know, she knew that you were going to do that because she know her children. Mm-hmm. Or she simply say, no, you cannot. Because she want to say no, because you cannot. So we didn't have any secret cold words mm-hmm. with our parents. But I do have to say it's pretty smart, though. Oh, yeah. I, and I do like that, though. I do like Yeah, that, that was pretty good. But uh, uh, that's her mother. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and on top of that, our neighborhood, we didn't call our mother mother. It's like, <laughs> mom? <laughs> Mama? Mama! <laughs> yeah. We didn't say, uh, mother dear, would you be so kind? No. It's either, and, and actually, we used to use mom and mommy on two different occasions. Because mm-hmm. you know, those are my brothers and sisters' code words. See, when we say, mommy, it's because we're going to ask for something, mm. right? <laughs> so, mommy, can I have a quarter? You know, But if we just talk in general, hey, mom, <laughs> that's how that works. Now, I'm going to tell you, growing up as a kid, I always called my mother mommy. Oh. Because that's just, just you know, name, how he's called it, right? Okay. And then I got to around 11 years old, and one of my friends heard me. Calling my mother mommy. <laughs> mommy, what the, you know? And after that, it was mom. Okay, I can, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Now, but my father, we either call him when we was young, we call him dad, mm-hmm. right? But then we got older, we call him pops. Mm-hmm. Hey, pop. I have no idea how we made that transition, but when it was older, like in high school, yeah, it was just kind of cooler. Call him hey, pops. Well, you started watching Sanford and Son. <laughs> hey, Pops. You maybe. <laughs> that may be. All right, let's, let's, let's listen to another video about uh, the coolest rule that their mom had. Okay. And let's see if we can relate to it. What was the coolest rule that your parents gave you growing up? My mom had this awesome rule that as long as I did my chores and my homework and helped her out around the house when she asked for it, um, I could live there. (laughs) (laughs) I think uh, that might be my sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of cut. Yeah, yeah. Now that that's rule number one. You gonna do what what I say do in my house, or you get the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is so that is so true, boy. If you want to eat and sleep, then you better do what I say. Now, yeah, that, that's rent to pay. Yeah, like washing them dishes, sweeping this floor. <laughs> <laughs> now I do have to say, my mother did have this uh, this one cool rule, is that uh, when I was in high school, my mother started working. And her shift was 3 p.m. to 12 midnight. Right. So which means is that uh, when I got off from school, she, she was gone. Mm-hmm. Right. In the morning, she was sleeping. So I didn't really get to talk to her that much. And in fact, uh, in high school, I was getting some pretty good grades. I mean, I was I only got two C's in four years at high school. Yeah, yeah you went to tech. <laughs> <laughs> There were there were A's with asterisks. <laughs> you better watch yourself. 
you might get shot. <laughs> true. Very true. Hey, 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 get off, get off of the tech. Tech was a fine school, very fine school. Uh, but, you know, I, I had to uh, study in high, in high school, right? And I had a great memory, but uh, I was getting pretty good grades, but I never could celebrate with my mother because she was either gone when I got home or she was sleeping. So this was the coolest rule that she made up. She said, for every A you get, you get a dollar. <laughs> a dollar was something back then. Yeah. So now what was cool about it is that she would lay the dollars or dollars, depending on how many A's, on her um, uh, head, the headboard mm -hmm. by the bed. So I come in in the morning, she sleep. I wouldn't wake her up, but I get to pick up the money. And for some reason, I interpret that like she was giving it to me. So it was cool. Yeah, that was the coolest rule. And plus, I knew back then that uh, it's not like we had a whole lot of cash at the time, mm -hmm. and so that money meant something. Yeah, it was a sacrifice. Yeah, I thought now, that was now let cool. me ask you something because you had all these siblings right around your age. Did anybody else have any A's? Man, let me tell you something. My my brothers and well, first of all, my my oldest sister she was pretty smart. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, June was pretty smart, and and that's the person who I kind of modeled after as far as school. But the other ones. Nah, they knew that wasn't anyone. I was there, but they never tried to take it in. No, no, they, no it, was, it was no misunderstanding. That was not for them. It was like, look, this C minus is the same as the A for, uh, for J. Rock. <laughs> yeah, now, my, my brother, who's a year older now, he was, he was pretty decent in school. But my younger sister and my oldest brother and my little brother, they was all right. They was all right. Yeah, they was all right. But that, that was a very cool rule. I want to see if we have another rule in here somewhere. I don't particularly uh, remember this lady talking about a rule. Uh, I don't know if you recall, but let's see what she has to say. Okay. Let's start this up here. No, I won't forgive. I won't forget. What was the coolest rule that your parents gave you growing up? I absolutely love this. So once I was old enough to start driving, I got a job immediately and I would pretty frequently hang out with my coworkers after work. I would always let my parents know like, hey, we're going out to grab a bite to eat. You know, what time do you want me to be home? If they told me that they wanted me home at 1130, but they were tired and wanted to go to bed, they would set an alarm on their phone that I would have to turn off prior to 1130 so it wouldn't go off and wake them up. If for whatever reason I was running late and I wasn't going to be home until 1135 because I got stuck at a light or whatever, then I had to send them a text message and say, got stuck at lights i'll be home at whatever time and when that alarm went off they would then see that text message and they would know okay she's on her way home and she's okay so they would hit snooze and then i would still have to turn off the alarm if the alarm went off again then they knew something was wrong and then they would call me the alarm never went off so this instilled really good time management skills for me trust responsibility and really good communication between all three of us Oh, now that's sweet. That's sweet. <laughs> I thought so, but that that wasn't my household. Because I'm gonna tell you something. <laughs> tell me about it. My middle daughter. I remember when she got to high school and her friends wanted to go to the game and go out for a bit or whatever. And she asked me, and I said, "Okay, but you have to be at home by such and such a time." And I don't mean five seconds later. Okay, that's fair. All right. So we're chilling in, uh, at home. My wife and I, and all of a sudden, my wife gets a call on her phone. So my daughter called her and asked her, said, hey, my friends want to go such, such place, you know, so we're going to stay a little longer. Is that all right? You know. Uh-oh. And my wife like, well, yeah, I guess that's all right. So the way she got off the phone, and I said, uh, who was that? She said, oh, it was, you know, it was my middle daughter. 
and they was uh, gonna go to some place to eat. I said, "Well, that's fine as long as she's home by the time I told her." I said, "So where is she going?" So she told me, right? So I waited right there. I knew she wasn't gonna be home by then, so I had everything with my clothes on, everything ready. Soon as she went home at the time I told her, I got in the car, drove to where they was, all her friends in there eating and stuff. I walked in there and I said, stand up, follow me. <laughs> I, I called mom and she said, I said, follow me. <laughs> oh, everybody. the dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, try that sneak around. I'm going to call mom. If I told you to be home, if you want to change it, you better change it through me. And I wasn't going to change it. So. <laughs> you know, I think your daughter was trying to go to the, the less resistance, right? Oh, yeah. Which one I can I get a better chance of saying, yes, mom or dad. So that was a big dead move right there. Oh, yeah. That was a serious dead move. And that's when she first going out. So you have to kind of establish that, you know, that hard line perimeter. parameter, <laughs> And then, you know, she know where to flow into. Oh, I got it. Okay, I get that. I get that. I bet she was never, uh, never done that again. Well, I ain't gonna say that. She just got sneaky. You know, they, you know the kids these days they get smarter. I got out, you know, out fox the fox. Oh, I get, I get, all right, cool. All right. All right. I think we got another uh video. So let's hear what this one has to say about uh what was the coolest rule your parent had growing up. If you growing up. The coolest rule that my parents had for me growing up was actually something that my friends I noticed weren't allowed to do with their parents. And that was no matter what, I had to argue with my parents. If I was ever wanting to go and do something that my parents didn't want to let me do, I had to argue my case. And the rule was, if I could argue my case effectively, I could do whatever it was that I was wanting to go do. The same thing happened in terms of like opinions. If I had a certain opinion, usually political, I had to argue my case to my parents. My parents instilled, um, in me the importance of learning how to effectively argue and therefore I think really taught me how to think critically and most importantly they taught me the importance of questioning authority which is something that I think is really important as long wow yeah now you know what there's some good stuff there but some of that stuff I don't know one of them is terminology okay in our household a child ain't gonna be talking about the word argue Oh, <laughs> to you, the parents. I, I, now, you explain. Right. Yes, we will let you explain your position. Yep. But not the word argue, because argue indicates equal. We equal. Right, right, right. And that, the parents and children are not equal in our household. Well, I agree with you there. Now, my mother did something similar, but she, she said uh, allow her children to express themselves. Yeah. Right. So we was able to express ourselves. Now, I'll tell you a couple of things that we learned from that. Mm -hmm. One, we learned how to articulate our position. Mm -hmm. And then we, we, we learn how to, there's a limit of how much you can articulate. And my mother will let you know the limit. Uh, most of the time you got a jab to the jaw or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how our limits were established in our household. All right. It depends on the proximity of you to your mother. So, if you want to argue strong, you better be in another room. <laughs> I hear you on that. And have your window open so you can jump out of it if need be. You know, <laughs> I got you. But I, I do kind of like this. This is a cool rule, though. I kind of like that. I, I do. I just I don't do. like the terminology argue. 
Yeah, she yeah. should say, you know, explain or you know, right, right. That Ex express yourself. Yeah, express yourself, yeah, but, but not not argue, not argue not with argue. your parents. I agree. I, that terminology ain't gonna fly in our household. I, I agree, and, and I do have to say that I think that uh, that practice paid off, at least with my mother, because yeah. all my brothers and sisters are willing to articulate themselves. They do it very well, and she is correct. It and makes you think that, that's right. They and they will express their opinion. It if, makes you think. Period. I agree. They and wouldn't critically. They would express themselves if you want to hear it or not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, if, if you don't want their opinion, you shouldn't ask. Yeah. But I thought that was a, a a good lesson. But I do remember my mother said it was very difficult. You know, it, it was difficult to allow her children to express themselves mm -hmm. uh, because we had to establish that boundary. And I'm pretty sure it was a whole lot of times that she put us back uh, with uh, made us articulate within that boundary. But that's a good skill. Mm -hmm. But I'm it looking is. at the time, and I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, introduce our sponsors. Uh, the first one we're going to uh, introduce is, of course, uh, King Cap, who allowed us to use Out The Way Studio every Tuesday to do this podcast. Hey, it's a party out in my head. That's right. That is King Cap uh, out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Again, like I said, he is uh, kind enough to allow us to use his studio to do our podcast. He has several business under his umbrella. And the first one is Customer Pair T-shirts and other business. Uh, yes, indeed. If you have any interest in any type of uh, custom T-shirts, masks, hats, uh, sweatpants, anything you like, uh, go ahead and contact him at King Cap, and Cap is with a K. King, K-I-N-G, Cap, K-A-P, 317 at gmail.com. And also, uh, King Cap is exploring the real estate market. So if you know somebody out there selling a home, hey, email him at kingcap317 at gmail.com. He may be willing to purchase your home. And our second sponsor is 421 Barbershop, located on Michigan Road in Indianapolis, where good things happen to your hair. If you want something good to happen to your hair, that's all you have to do is visit our shop and speak or talk to any of our master barbers. I know I say this a lot on the podcast, but uh, we have uh, KC is one of our loyal customers. He's been coming to us for years. Oh, yeah. Got tightened up this past Saturday and, you know, Five, six compliments. So, J-Rod, you, you've been taking care of my head for over 30 years. I really appreciate it. Since we was like four and five. Yeah, that's right. We're about four <laughs> or five. I, I, was, I had my license back then. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know now, no matter what I'm going to do something, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to switch gears. Uh, even though I love talking about mothers and the coolest rules that they established when we was young. But there's some hot news right off the press that deals with uh, the NFL. And, mm -hmm. you know, we, we do talk sports from time to time. But uh, if you don't know, um, Cam Newton, the African-American quarterback from the New England Patriot, MVP of the year uh, of the league one year. Mm -hmm. I think that was back. What year was that? What'd you say? Uh, about, uh, that's about six or seven years ago. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. talented player. Mm -hmm. But, however, he is now looking for a new home. He got released. And Arthur, I'm going to ask you to give us a little background before we start talking about Cam Newton. Newton will be 
looking for a new NFL home after being cut loose by the Patriots. Yeah, that is absolutely right. And I want to ask you to speak up, Arthur, just a wee bit to make sure that our listeners heard that, because that was very important uh, line or sentence that you just said. So go ahead and repeat yourself. Newton will be looking for a new NFL home after being cut loose by the Patriots. Newton hasn't spoken publicly about being cut yet. Imagine that. Mm. You know, that's like being fired. Somebody's going to run out the door. I got fired. I got yeah. fired, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we yeah, the first thing that. I want to do is run to a microphone. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Okay. So, okay. All right. I'm sorry, Arthur. Uh, I interrupted you. Go ahead. However, he reacted to the decision on his Instagram page. I really appreciate all the love and support during this time, but I must say, please don't feel sorry for me, Newton wrote. I'm good. Newton was a team captain for the Patriots in 2021. He finished the preseason completing 14 of 21 passes for 162 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. New England re-signed Newton to a one-year deal in March, which included $3.5 million guaranteed. Oh, now I see why he said, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With $3.5 million yeah. that he's going to get, regardless if he play or not, that was guaranteed. So I'm assuming that he says, I'm good. So I can see why he said that. Oh, yeah. And if he really wants to play, I think there will be some opportunities for him. So. What, what, what do you think? What, what do you now, now, first of all, he is getting a little old. He's mm-hmm. older and, and – uh, I'm not saying that he don't have a lot of skills because he still have a lot of skills and he's probably much better than a lot of the uh, quarterbacks currently in the NFL. Well, certainly the backups in the league. Yeah, no question about that. No question about that. But if you have to pick a team, what team? What team do you think? You know, I got fit? a few teams that come to mind. Uh, one is the Washington Football Team uh, because their starting quarterback, uh, you know, fits magic. Mm-hmm. Fitzpatrick actually is his name, but we call him Fitzmagic. That's his nickname. Uh, he runs hot and cold. That's true. Know, for games, for stretches of games. So there could be an opportunity there. Uh, also, the Raiders. Oh, uh, but before, before you go forward, because I want to back up, I want to throw something in the pot when you talked about the, the Washington football team, mm-hmm. because he will be reunited with his former head coach. Right, right. So yeah. uh, they probably run a system he's already familiar with. I agree with you there. So I think that would be an advantage. Mm-hmm. But you was going to say another team. Who do you think? Yeah, uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, oh, my. I, I don't think that uh, Gruden is really happy with the performance of Derek Carr. He may not, but I think Carr is a very good quarterback. Well, he's he's, he's okay. Oh, he's, he's talented. Yeah, he's okay. He's talented. Yeah, well, he's not he's not great. All right. Okay. He's okay. I, he's talented. And I think, I you know, Gruden's had problems with him in the past. And so, uh, uh, you know, that might be a good landing spot for Cam because he may get an opportunity whether or not, uh, you know, as opposed to waiting until a guy got hurt, he could get an opportunity there even if a guy didn't get hurt. And I'm going to throw one more out there. All right. The Minnesota Vikings. I can see that. Yeah. Uh, you know, at times, uh, Kirk Cousins seems to underperform. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and if he goes through those stretches where he just seems to be underperforming, and you had a Cam Newton, why not give it a shot? I, I, I kind of like that because Cousin has been very inconsistent for his entire career, regardless of what team he's playing for. And I'm I just not a never big fan of that. But I think another situation that is good to go would be uh, uh, the Houston, Texas, Texan. And the reason being, you know, I don't think they have a solid 
starter, and I don't think they have a solid backup. Now, a lot of people may criticize the organization, but I, but to me, there's two different conversations. I'm not talking about is it a good fit. I'm just talking about a team that's in need of a starting quarterback, and I think Kim Newton could could do well. Okay, that would be my last resort choice because he'll get beat up there. Oh, you talking about because they got a, a raunchy team? Yeah, they team sucked. Hey. Line the look, they had they had a quarterback that had one of the greatest seasons ever in the NFL, and yet they still lost uh, just about all their games because they don't have enough talent around them. Well, you know, and, and there's there's other football teams that you can argue that don't have talent around them, and they still have a quarterback. I just think that. Uh, if you're out of a job and you still want to play, that sometimes that pool is a little smaller than you would like, and sometimes the opportunities to to play on a team that's uh, best fitted is, is may not be there. Is that it's your desire to play? If you want to play, play, and if it's an opportunity, take it. Cam, don't take that Houston job. <laughs> if, you, if you if you want to play, if you want to play, and that's the only opportunity there is out there, then you better play. Just sit on that three and a half million. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I, I'm going to give you an example of that. Let's just say that you work for I don't care. I'm, I'm going to say some type of industry. Let's say uh, a a market industry, and they closed up, and there was only one company left. And they offer you a job, you might take that. Do I got three and a half million guaranteed? Well, we ain't talking about money here. <laughs> that also depends if you spend it all. <laughs> but nevertheless, we better go ahead and close up because I realize our time is running short. So this is uh, J Rod. I am going to go ahead and sign off, and I am going to go ahead and turn it over to KC. All right. Make sure y'all follow us on Barbershop.talk podcast. I want to. I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, Go Go Mob! mob.